I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to this episode of Live Mike. You heard that press conference which ran for over an hour. That might be a record for these press conferences, these briefings hosted by the state epidemiologist alongside Governor Gary Herbert. There were really two themes of today's press conference. Number one, of course, was an update, a situational update on the coronavirus and our state's battle against the virus. Uh, We unfortunately learned that the positive rate is up to 10% over the past week, meaning that 10% of those being tested are coming back positive. That is unfortunate. It is a jump in uh, terms of the percentages we have seen uh, over the past few months. We were in great shape. Now, 10 is not terrible, uh, but we set our own standards here, and it's uh, the highest percentage that we here in Utah have seen thus far. And it is for that reason, combined with others, uh, increased case counts and such like that, uh, that the governor has decided to essentially push pause Right now, the majority of the state, we sit in yellow, a yellow level of risk. Uh, That will likely remain the case for the foreseeable future. With a few exceptions, uh, counties and municipalities are able, as you heard explained by the governor, make requests of the State Department of Health as to whether or not they can slide uh, their level of risk, either rearward or forward, uh, specifically Kane County, Uh, It is likely we'll transition to green tomorrow, that coming after a request from that health jurisdiction in southern Utah. So uh, good for them. Good job, Kane County. Uh, Let's see if the rest of the state, we can follow your good example. Uh, Now, that was on the coronavirus front. That was only one element of today's press conference. The other was an announcement of sorts, actually a, a few announcements on the part of Governor Gary Herbert. Uh, He he talked about uh, multicultural affairs and how effective immediately the director of the Division of Multicultural Affairs, Nubia Pena, who has been a guest on this program, uh, as well as the director of the Division of Indian Affairs within the state, uh, Dustin Jensen, those two individuals, their, uh, their level of importance and their Uh, Their positions have been elevated effectively to cabinet-level positions, meaning they will be reporting directly to Governor Gary Herbert. That, in response to the calls uh, and the added attention placed on public safety and law enforcement, it was also announced by Governor Herbert here that effective immediately, no state public safety or corrections officer is permitted to use chokeholds or restraints that pressure the neck or spine and the governor calls on other police departments to review their own policies. Now, that was one of the two announcements, aside from the coronavirus that the governor made here today. He also made it known that towards the end of next week, he will be calling a special session of the Utah legislature. He points out that the coronavirus has hit the state of Utah pretty hard. Now, as I mentioned, we here in Utah, we set our own standard. So we're not so much looking at how we fare against the rest of the country and the rest of the world because we know we're doing very well relatively. So many uh, of the economists and news outlets and those who uh, make lists and such like that have so often put Utah 
high on the list of states and within the state, various municipalities and regions well positioned to fare economically as we begin to recover from this coronavirus. Anyway, I, I said Utah sets its own standards. We have not been immune from the economic impact of this coronavirus, and that has had uh, some dramatic effect on the budget here in the state. And while we don't yet have revenue numbers, they're not yet available, the governor will be calling a special session for legislators to make uh, budget modifications. And then back on the coronavirus front, the governor summed up his attitude uh, with the following quote. He said, I don't want to move forward and then have to move backwards. Ever forward is the attitude of the governor. And he's got a lot to juggle. You got economic progress, economic recovery, as well as getting a handle on the virus itself. Uh, and I, you know, I don't envy his position. You know, agree with him or not, uh, it is a heavy burden to bear right now. And we'll continue uh, to follow the guidance out of his office. Uh, we will continue to follow what he has announced, the uh, cessation of chokeholds uh, in post-training and within the Department of Corrections, as well as the special session as it approaches. Uh, you can bet we'll be connecting with uh, House and Senate leadership here in the state of Utah to see what they place on their own plate going into the next week. We're going to take a quick break right now, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by a former colleague of mine, Natalie Andrews. She currently is a congressional reporter with the Wall Street Journal. You've heard her voice before. She walked us through the goings-on during the impeachment proceedings. Well, she's going to talk to us today about an interesting tactic being used uh, surrounding this idea of defund the police. It's being politicized, as you can well imagine, She'll explain the details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.